Guess what, Wade? What? It's the 20th anniversary of StarCraft as a game and as a franchise. Were you aware? Are you skipping the intro again? Yeah, intros are for chumps. You converted me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I'm aware that it's the 20th anniversary of StarCraft. Thank you. So many good memories throughout the years of the StarCraft, but the reason I brought it up is because if you missed it, the StarCraft Twitch channel did an amazing StarCraft 20 anniversary special wherein they brought Taste Toastis, Taste Toastis, Taste Tosis. They brought in the Day Nine. They brought in In Control. They had Idra there. Noni. So many old players that you had forgotten existed or had missed very much. They somehow convinced them to come back and play StarCraft on stream. It was a wonderful event, and I'm wondering if you caught any of that. I caught some of it, yeah. Good. I mean, it was a lot. What is it? Three days? Two days of stuff? I think it was three days. And yeah, it was hard to catch all of it, but it's all available on the VODs. So if you mm-hmm. just search StarCraft on Twitch, find the official StarCraft channel, go to the VODs. It's great. It is so, so good. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it was, <sighs> I mean, you and Jordan are kind of the same way. You kind of came in a little bit later to the StarCraft scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you remind me? Because I get you and Jordan confused. One of you came around about Legacy of the Void time. Okay. When Legacy of the Void came out, it came out on the same day as Fallout 4. And there was a launch party at my EB Games for Fallout 4 and Legacy of the Void at the same time. I was there for Fallout. (laughs) Was that your introduction to StarCraft? No, I'd watched a little bit of it from uh, Total Biscuit watching his podcast, The Co-Optional. And he had... He has a StarCraft YouTube channel, which doesn't get a lot of traction. Nothing's happening there. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd seen, like, some of it, but it never really caught me. And then one day I just sat down and decided to be... He was like, you know what? He's got a tournament there, like the Shoutcraft Invitational 2, like SanDisk. I don't know what's going on. Something about Legacy of the Void units. I don't know what that means. Let's just watch. And I was like, oh, tanks can fly. <laughs> this is great. Yes. That brief shining moment when Tankavax were a thing in yeah. StarCraft. And then fairly quickly, Blizzard was like, uh, no. No. Let's not do that anymore. Which I think they still should. They should just be like the disruptors now. They should have a slightly longer cooldown before they can fire. They did that. They tried to balance it with that a couple times because they're like, this is ridiculous. The instant pickup makes it really good. That's really strong. And they did include a delay, I thought. Am I wrong? Do you remember that at all? No, I have no memory of this. Okay. Anyway, I think they tried something like that and then just said, nah, can't do it. Sorry. If you're in siege mode, you will be left to die if the army has to retreat. And that's what's happened. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So you're fairly a fairly newcomer. So when I say, like, In Control and Noni and Idra, these are perhaps names you've never heard before. I mean, In Control, I've heard of. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I'm very familiar with the Idra rage quit. Um, yes, the legend of. Yeah, like Edra versus Hawk, I've seen that like to the best I can. Yeah. That VOD is not easily available, unfortunately. It's not, but the screen grabs are everywhere. You can find that chat. Yeah, Zombie Grub has a excellent video on it. I will link. Oh, is it like a StarCraft history thing? Yeah, yeah. Hawk versus Idra? It's called the uh, Idra GG. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah, please do. Please link that. I want to check that out. So anyway, it was, yes, Idra was all about the rage, but I think more particularly, Idra just hated anybody who wasn't a macro-style player. Mm. Uh, he was the macro king. He's the one that came up with the Roach Max back in the Wings of Liberty beta, back when roaches were uh, one supply instead of two. Mm. 
And he came up with the strategy of just making all roaches and wrecking everybody. It was it was real good. And then by the time the game launched, Blizzard was like, ah, two. It's two supply now, so your strategy is out. But he's still macroed. And if he got rushed by someone, he will get so, so mad. So I think, I don't know. I don't know what it was. A uh, Part of it was a Idra loses, he gets mad thing. But a part of it was you're not playing the game the way I think it should be played. And you disgust me. Is I think what a lot of it was too. It's an interesting case study because him as a person is fascinating for that. Like he was a very competent player, but people showed up to see him lose. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Because you would get the rage. Yeah, and people he like he knew rage is why people showed up, but he didn't really want to be known as a ragey player. And eventually, he just left. He did. He left, and he did. He did not come back. No. I. I mean, he didn't show up to events. He didn't stream he didn't do anything that's why he might be the name that i was most surprised about being part of starcraft 20 because mm. everybody else it's like oh they just kind of fell away from the game a little bit or they started playing something else but it's not necessarily like they just walked away from starcraft specifically but i felt like idra did that so i i'd love to sit down and have an interview with him or the people who recruited him to figure out exactly how they did it because yeah it's the most impressive thing they managed to pull off i think that interview exists it's called the show with in control uh artosis and idra oh well holy crap it's called the show the show they did one episode where they just did an interview with um like basically what oh noni was on it as well nice another old school man this one is two hours long. Okay. I mean, I think I need a TLDW on that one, but... Mm. Yeah, well... Oh, that's great. Anyways, so yeah, it was tons of fun. And they invited Up a Tree Zelda, <laughs> which by far was like the youngest to the game of StarCraft guy there. Yeah. And when they did a 4v4 draft style, and he was the last person chosen because, of course. Right. And the casters were just making fun of him, like, oh, he's got a grudge now. He's like, those guys chose me last. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna rue the day they chose up a tree Zelda last. <laughs> and then he did really well. He actually was a major factor in his team winning that 4v4. So no, that's go good. figure. Yeah. He needed, maybe it was the motivation. Uh, anyway, it was great. About 30,000, 40,000 views at its peak for StarCraft 20. So still nowhere near what you can get for the PUBGs or the Fortnites or even the League of Legends. But mm. I think there are still a lot of people who still love the StarCraft, which was heartening to see. Yeah, lots of people still like StarCraft. <laughs> they do. And a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people are kind of also really invested with the old school names. They still really love Day9. They still really love Artosis. And Artosis... Uh, and Tasteless still do cast to this day. So that's not necessarily hanging on to the old times, but mm. uh, but that's a lot. I mean, honestly, we talked about this before, but Brood War games get the most views on my channel right now. Bar none. Do you think? They do. It's the weirdest thing. The Brood War game, I'll post it, and it gets thousand, couple thousand hits in the first couple days, which is normal for my videos. But then I don't know what happens. I don't know if somebody links me on the Reddit for the Brood War or somebody tweets out a link. But these games can get as high as 50,000, 60,000 views over the next few months. And by far, by far, the most watched stuff on my channel over the last year is Brood War videos. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I think part of it is that I am pulling old school classic matches with players like Flash and Jadong and loading them up in the remastered client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a certain level of, oh, this is interesting. I've never seen this before to it. Yeah. Your most highly viewed video is Beast vs. Flash on Andromeda. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. And what's funny is if you go in there, about 90% of the comments are, you suck at casting Brood War. Give up now. 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I can't really defend myself all that much because I watched a lot of Brood War, a lot of Pearl Brood War back in the early 2000s and through late 2000. But then StarCraft II came out and the beta happened and I stopped watching Brood War. And that was in 2008, 2009. And so I hadn't watched Brood War in a long time. I'd forgotten a lot of strategies. I tend to get the names of units and abilities confused between StarCraft and Brood War, and boy, let me tell you what, they really hate that. Of all the things that I do, if I refer to something from its StarCraft 2 name instead of its Brood War name, they want to murder me. Mm. I have not given up. I've continued casting the Brood War because I like it, and I think I've gotten a lot better. There have been some comments from people who said I've gotten better over the last few months, and that's good to see. So hopefully I can ingratiate myself into the Brood War community just a little bit. <laughs> So they don't want to watch my casts on mute, which is what some people say they do. <laughs> what would be the point? I don't know. You can still watch. They could just get the replay and watch it themselves. They sure could. That's an excellent point. Maybe they like my observing skills. No, they complain about that too. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe they can't find the replays. I have to dig pretty hard to find Brood War replays. Like, there's bwreplays.com, which is a pretty good resource for it, but sometimes nothing new is posted there for a couple of months, it seems like. Wow. And there is, let's see, there is a couple Team Liquid threads that I found where some dude just uploaded a bunch of amazing replays a few months ago. That's what I've been using most often, but it is a struggle, so maybe they're struggling too. Maybe. I don't watch your Brood War videos. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm cool with it. I mean, I know, I don't know, the people, most of the people who watch my Brood War games don't watch my StarCraft 2 stuff, so <laughs> I'd say that's entirely fair. Maybe. Maybe that's fair. Maybe. Maybe fair. Maybe not fair. Maybe it's horribly unfair and I should be complaining, but I don't feel like it. I don't feel like complaining. So yeah, StarCraft 20. I should do a tweet. There was, what was the previous uh, hashtag that people were doing for StarCraft that I never got around to doing? Hashtag SC20. Was it SC20? I think it was SC20. Right, but I feel like a few months ago there was another StarCraft hashtag that wasn't SC20. Mm. But thinking about it, I think it was. I think the hashtag has just been around for a while and kind of got rejuvenated with the cast. With the Twitch cast. I know the ha hashtag SC20's been around for about two, uh, not two months, two weeks. People have been tweeting with it for a while. Interesting. I feel like it's longer than that. If you search SC20, it only goes back a couple weeks. Well, that's, I'm currently trying to find how far it goes back, but there's no show me oldest. <laughs> it's only latest. Yeah. And then scroll down. I don't know. I mean, it was a hashtag of, along the same lines of like, tell us about your first StarCraft experience and what StarCraft means to you and the time you've been playing it. So it might just be SE20 that's been around for a while and I never got around to tweeting with it the first time. So maybe I'll tweet with it this time. Maybe. If I get around to it. It's great. Mm. And if you're listening to this podcast and you don't play or watch StarCraft, I don't know why you're here. First of all, how did you find me? Uh, please email me at falconpaladin at gmail.com and tell me what's up. But <laughs> it's a great game. It just is. I prefer it over MOBAs in every situation just because I feel like the skill level and the just the skill ceiling of having to manage an economy and a giant army full of a ton of units is just so much more impressive than people who play League of Legends or Dota or even Heroes of the Storm. It just doesn't hold my attention whether it's played or whether I'm playing it. So... I don't know. Maybe that's your bag, but StarCraft is just very exciting. I don't enjoy watching MOBAs. I do enjoy watching RTS, obviously. But I don't think 
I think high level StarCraft's more impressive than high level mobile play, but I don't think it's unimpressive either. No, I'm not saying it's easy. Like, people who are stars at League of Legends and Dota are very impressive players for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they're just face rolling and anybody can do it because that's not. I'm not intending to communicate that at all. Okay, felt like it. Okay. Thank you for clarifying, though. I appreciate you keeping me in line on that one. Although, they did throw some shade at the MOBAs on the StarCraft 20 cast. Did they? They were just saying that there are certain StarCraft players who were uh, middle of the pack at the pro level, never really won anything, and then they decided to switch to LOL and just like become elite immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they never came out and said it, but there were some strong implications that it's like, yeah... You, if you're good enough to be middle of the road StarCraft, you can be great at a MOBA. Yeah, okay. Which makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. That does make sense. And again, it's more popular. I'm not going to argue. It's more popular on Twitch. The League of Legends tournaments get way more viewers than StarCraft does. And I'm okay with that. Yep. To each their own. Mm-hmm. So did you get a uh, pretty scroll of from Blizzard saying, thank you for your support. And here's a coin of some sort with like a stamp on it. No. What? Do people get that? This feels like fake news. Are you fake newsing me? I'm not fake newsing you. Copy leak. Oh, good. There you go. That's someone's. But a whole bunch of people got these. Oh, yeah. If you're happy you get one, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean happy like your attitude. I mean literally happy. The Russian Terran StarCraft player. Yes. Yes. I just happen to grab someone from someone who's very notable. Is it in is it in Russian? It is. Well, that one that one's in Russian, but they come in English for people who speak English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But he's a Russian player, so they did it in Russian. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So okay, if you've if you are a well known professional player for StarCraft and you've been around for a long time, you get a thing. So that's not me. Uh I'm just gonna be clear about that. You did not get one. I I didn't get one. Oh, okay. Sadly. Struggle trying to remember who it was, but someone basically took one, threw it in MS Paint, and you like got a white pencil and crossed out someone else's name. <laughs> <laughs> that um that that's that's creative. It's hilarious is what it is. That's very funny. We'll see if I can find one that, but yeah. Before we move on from the SC20 stuff, I feel like we're winding down. One person that wasn't involved was Husky Starcraft. Mm. I just feel like Day9 and Artosis and Tasteless and In Control represent uh, Brood War exceptionally well. Yeah. And, you know, they've continued to do stuff in StarCraft 2. I'm not saying they abandoned the game when StarCraft 2 came out, but if there's anybody who represents StarCraft 2 more than Husky as far as the casual YouTube fan is concerned, I don't know who it is. Mm, Loco would be my bet. Yeah, could be Loco. Right. When I think YouTube StarCraft, like specifically, I think Loco and you. I, I've never That's fair. watched Husky's videos. Like, I've gone and looked at some yeah. of the big ones because... Banelings, I guess. I have to say everyone's seen the music video for Banelings. Yeah. So the interesting thing about that, so two things. Husky actually basically abandoned the game before you showed up. He kind of did some stuff with Legacy of the Void, but had already effectively left by the time it came out. Mm. Um, One of the reasons I got into StarCraft casting is because he had basically stopped posting videos in Heart of the Swarm. Didn't he just, Uh, like, disappear with no notice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't say goodbye video. He didn't say where he was going. He didn't tweet it out. He just stopped uploading stuff. Like, as far as we know, he's just kidnapped and dead. Like, No, I know where he is. To backtrack a tiny bit, to me, if you stop posting and don't explain why, what that says to me is that you intend to come back. Mm. Like, if he didn't post a goodbye forever YouTube video, I 
feel like it's because he didn't intend for it to be goodbye forever. Maybe. It could be... Well, I, I have to quit cold turkey for whatever reason. And then he just did. Yeah. So, okay, a couple things there. So, one thing is there was a lot of talk about his voice struggling. Um, I don't know. Basically, the casting that he was doing was not good for his throat and his vocal cords. And so, he kind of did have to slow down the casting a little bit. I remember he did talk about that on uh, YouTube quite a bit. And so, if, if that's what happened, if it came to the point where for his own health, he couldn't cast anymore. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but what actually did end up happening to him, he was in a relationship with a YouTube personality uh, that had a YouTube channel that is named Nerdy Nummies. And so, basically, what it is is hot girl cooks baking goods that are relatively related to gaming in some way. Right. Like you'll make uh, cupcakes that look like the mushroom from Mario, or you'll make a cake that is like the Zerg from StarCraft. You're familiar. Yeah, I understand the concept of baking. Good. Um, oh, yes. I, I would hope you would. <laughs> I hope you'd understand all of the concepts of baking, because if you don't, I don't know how you'd follow this conversation. Yeah. So he ends up dating her, and then he ends up as a producer on Nerdy Nummies after he bails on StarCraft. Oh, okay. Considering Ner Nerdy Nummies has currently, I want to say, 9 million subscribers. Not a bad number. Small channel, no. but doing well. Yeah, doing well. Yeah, that's that was probably a good choice, I guess. Yeah, maybe. It really depends if he wants creative control of anything. Sure. Like, if he wants it to be his, or if he just wants to, like, help someone else. And if he's in a relationship, then there's nothing wrong with that, and them just building into one channel. Because if you get big enough on youtube you only need one channel to be enough income yeah exactly nine million is definitely enough for two people to do and i'm pretty sure he has some amount of creative control because again he's dating the star and creator of the show i'm sure they have conversations from time to time yeah i'm sure they talk and his to input is valued <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not like just and so again producer credit also implies some level of input and control over what's going on yeah but uh, compare that to having his own youtube channel where he has total control yep yep oh man i'm reading your conversation in the falcon paladin hour channel on the discord i missed this <laughs> i did not see you talking with john yeah <laughs> wow we're not gonna we'll not get there but no anyway oh uh, that segues nicely into the discord server Ooh. There's anything else StarCraft 20 you want to talk about, but I feel like we've given it its due. I think we've given it enough time. Yeah, so I got a Discord. I had some people in my ear over the last few months saying, hey, Falcon, get a Discord. And I was like, that's nah, one more thing to keep track of. But then because I love you guys, I made a Discord. It was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. yep. Make an account on Discord. Would you like to make your own server? I sure do. Ding. Yeah. 45 seconds later, complete. Super fast. One of the reasons I don't use Discord much, I'm going to try to use it more to be active in this one. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how Discord makes money, so I'm not entirely sure that the <laughs> platform's going to be around. Or that they're not selling your information, because that's the model. I guarantee they're selling the information. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I'm, I mean, what else do they do? I mean, well, they're operating at a loss right now, because that's what startups do. Yeah, but... Well, what are they going to do? Selling information is entirely, I think, standard in a lot of businesses. And if you sign terms and agreements or if you, like, or, you know, make an account, you're okay to it. Not much you can do. Yeah, if you're straight up about it, because that's the Google model. Is yeah. They said, hey, what up? We're going to give you ridiculous amounts of email storage mm. because we're going to take your uh, information and basically sell it to advertisers. Yeah, having yeah. that data is just extremely useful to Google. For a while there, they were buying companies to buy the data rather than the company. 
Uh, like, yep. have you heard of Nest? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they bought Nest just to have people's, like, air conditioning data. Wow. What do people set their temperature at when they're at work all day? Yeah, that's kind of it. Like, got to be some useful data there because then they can, you know, so show your ads to air conditioning repairs and stuff like that or triple ply windows to keep the heat in. Who knows? And then there's the robotics side of them, which gets a little bit scary, but we're not we're not talking about the Googles today. But yeah, um, if you're going to sell people's information, though, you really need to be upfront about that or else you end up like Facebook. Yeah. I think that's the lesson. So I'm pretty sure that Discord's not selling your data, but they do have some premium features, don't they? Yeah. I they swear, have. as I was digging through their settings and stuff, there were places that you could sign up for like they have special features for cash. Discord Nitro, which is okay. $4.99 a month or... Forty nine ninety nine a year, but you get two months ah. free. Uh, you Ooh. get you you get to choose your own Discord tag. Uh, you get an animated avatar, higher quality share screen. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Choose your own Discord tag. What? Yeah, like okay. So if you go to your account, right, in the user settings, my sure name do. Summercron hashtag four five one ten. You can customize the number by the looks of it. Do not care. Continue. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> animated GIF for profile avatar. The share screen. So basically, if you share your screen, like I don't think anyone actually uses that, but you can get no, it, they don't. You can get it 1080, 60. Oh no, 1080, 30, mm. 720, 60. Use custom emojis everywhere. So basically, you can buy global emotes like Twitch does for like if you ever know anyone who gets Twitch affiliate, they get one like custom emote and depending on how many subscribers they get they get more uh here you can just straight up buy one if you want okay you don't have to have a certain number of followers or people in your server right yeah so that's yeah so the business model is free basic and then premium features you pay for yes okay so that's how they're making money and i'm okay with that model i like it yeah i'm I'm tempted to get this but i'm like i don't i don't know how much of this i'd ever use Mm Mm-hmm. same here So yeah, uh, I guess the point of that is you should join the Discord server. We'll put a link, an invite link in the show notes. We have like 30 people there right now, which is pretty cool. You will get a special custom role of some kind, probably, if I get around to it for the new people. You can talk uh, talk about things like StarCraft and even sports ball things if you're a sports ball person. Yeah, so you've got a bunch of text channels. I do. Uh, one for general chat, which probably has the least amount of general chat in it. Correct. Uh, uh, announcements, right? Which is not much. Mm-hmm. So there's people talking about what's normal and what's not in the majority of our population. That's a good conversation Pre- for announcements. I'm pretty sure I locked that one today. Oh, you did? Okay. Let me try. I did. Let me check. Okay, here we go. Moment of truth. Nope, not locked. Well, um, you can post in there, but I locked what you could do in there. Did I do it wrong? You have to lock what people post. Only you should be able to post an announcement of your di- in dis- your Discord. All right? Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. How do I remove an entire thing? Oh, do I have to X all of these? X, 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 right. X, X. There's <laughs> we'll, not like... we'll do admin later. Christ. No, I got it. It's done. Now try. Uh, oh, I do not have permission to send messages in this channel. Well done. Done. Ha ha. Yeah, okay, so you got a Brood War channel for people to talk about Brood War. Mm-hmm. Uh, StarCraft 2, which is good. Submitted Replay, totally not abusable in any way. No, no one's done that yet. Uh, the Falcon Paladin Hour has its own text channel, so you can come in and find people talking about me killing dogs for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Total mystery. Total mystery. Look, 
I've never harmed a dog. No, you have not. I've never. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why you keep repeating yourself. I'm in agreement. So why do these people think I have an obsession with killing dogs? Told you. Mystery. Total mystery. Dedicated channel for tournament spoilers, which is very useful. That hmm. Nobody has used once. Well, I mean, how many right? tournaments have there been since you launched it? Like, uh, none. Nation War stuff has happened. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. But, I mean, that's not over, is it? No. Yeah, well, there you go. People will talk about when it's done. <laughs> well, but rounds are complete and stuff. Like, we have a final eight now. We didn't when I opened the Discord. That's true, yeah. I mean, Australia's yeah. not there, so people don't care. Exactly. People are like nation wars. Where's Australia? Where's Sealand? <laughs> not represented. I'm out. Sealand? <laughs> Sealand <laughs> doesn't have enough players to field a team in any sport, let alone StarCraft. Like, you only need one person for a StarCraft team. They don't have enough, like, computers. They don't have enough computing power to run StarCraft. I can guarantee wow. it. Wow. Wow. Somebody from Sealand is going to write in and no, be like, no, no wait, guy. No one from Sealand is going to write in. They're an oil platform off the coast of England pretending to be a country. There's people, man. There's people there. Yes, there's people there. And if you work on an oil platform, one of your primary sources of entertainment is going to be podcasts. You don't know. You don't know who's listening. Wait. You've got to be they careful. They don't work on an oil platform. They live there. It doesn't do anything now. It's just there. Wait, it's defunct? Yes. They just live there because they get to call themselves a nation if they do. Wow. That's like life hacky. Yeah. Huh. Didn't know. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fun that they do it, but they should not be recognized. They sound like lovely people, all of them. All six. Mm, it's definitely not like a tax evasion thing. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Nobody does that. Uh, YouTube and Twitch channel ideas. What do you plan to have there? Like, people just give you ideas? If they had ideas, uh -huh. why wouldn't they do them themselves? I think that's counterintuitive to have that channel. Because people give me ideas all the time. They're like, you should cast this game. Or you should do a StarCraft series that's about this. And they just put it in the comments of my YouTube videos. And I don't remember to, like, collect them anywhere. So I figured that was a good place. Okay. Uh, okay, so we have the Reddit StarCraft feed. Which... Which... Uh, does that actually show every new post from Reddit? Well, not right now because I disabled it entirely. Oh, okay. Because initially I set it up to go into the StarCraft 2 channel, but it got real spammy real fast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so I what I tried to do is I tried to move it to its own channel, the Reddit StarCraft feed, but then it didn't move. Ooh. And it just kept spamming the StarCraft 2 channel, and it was real embarrassing. And so then I turned it off, and it still kept spamming the StarCraft 2 <laughs> channel. And I threw up my hands and said, it's possessed. But it seems to have stopped. It's not posting anywhere now. So it looks like it finally caught up to what it was supposed to be doing. Right. Is it actually going to be posting in this channel now? Well, what I need it to be instead of all of the posts, because as we all know, sorting Reddit by new is an exercise in futility. <laughs> what I need it to be is these are the top, like this has made it to the front page. Right. right? That's what I need, but I can't Is it able it to out. do that? Um, no, not with this bot that I'm using, but I, if I can find another one, it gets real complicated managing a Discord server real fast, it turns out. Yeah, if you, like, instantly throw, like, six bots in and be like, how do I manage these? Yep, that's what I did. But it, basically, if 
like honestly this channel could probably go if i don't think anyone really i, I think if something interesting happens on reddit people will just talk about it in the starcraft too probably i don't know how many people well, i don't know how many people in there are on the starcraft reddit uh, is there overlap maybe maybe I can connect me to Reddit, but I don't know if I can, can connect the server to Reddit. I don't either. I got YouTube connected, though. So there is now a role for YouTube sponsor, which I feel bad about because, like, you and Shree and Rhino Charger, right, are sub are um, sponsoring me on YouTube streaming, and I haven't done anything with it for, like, two weeks now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Like, I already canceled my subscription. Okay, good. I hope Rhino Charger did. Well, what happened with the Rhino Charger, I think he watched me. He told me this once. He watches me or watched me because I was the only person doing Far Cry streaming in English. Oh, okay. And so, uh, but now that Far Cry 5 is out, I think he's been watching Far Cry 5. And there's a lot of English streaming of Far Cry 5 now because it's new. Honestly, I'm surprised anyone was streaming Far Cry 4 outside Russians, of Russians, he said. <laughs> Russians. Okay. A lot of Russians love the Far Cry 4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Das Vidania. Das I was going to say, Das Vidania, and I'm f familiar with Borscht. Borscht. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used, That's it. I used to know the one sentence in Russian, which was, do you speak English? And I can no longer remember anything but English, which is Englishki. <laughs> <laughs> that works. It's shorthand point for across do you with speak that. English, I guess. Which reminds me, I'm also Patreon rolls. Uh, I fixed it. Did you? Yeah, because what happened was I did it wrong. Short story. Uh, uh, but I have seven rolls now. <laughs> what? I have mod so OG, $10 Patreon, which I've never been. Patreon, level one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. So level one, two, and three is just the little, uh, the me too, the chat bot. Oh, okay. Where you can level up just by participating in Discord. It's kind of silly and stupid, but I don't know. I like it. So those are yours. Oh, no. I like that. Is that going to... Like, what, what's the level cap on that? Am I going to eventually have, like, 600 levels? I honestly have no idea. And can I game None. the system in any way? I believe you could spam in there for a while and see if it maxes out very fast and annoy everybody to death. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe I'll do that in the... What's the least used channel sports ball? Okay. We'll do it in there. Sports ball. Abusing sports ball. I'm not going to use sports ball. I'll probably use YouTube and Twitch channel ideas because that's, I don't know. I, I need I need my own channel and I don't want to have to go and uh, set up the bot myself can, and just have it like on my own private server. I can create a Somicron channel if you want, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you do, I have to People. be the only one who can uh, type there. Everyone can read it. I'm the only one who can type <laughs> Just Wade's personal journal. I think people would like that, actually. That could be a selling point. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't use it like a journal. I, I would just be like there oh. copy and pasting like medical journals. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's lengthy. Uh, actually, I already did try that, by the way. I just deleted the comment. Oh. <laughs> I think copy and pasting does not count. Oh, you actually have to type it. Type stuff. Which I mean, I can do. <laughs> Seems like that's something you are very capable of doing. You have some free time, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, Patreon. Okay, are you currently a patron of mine on YouTube? Okay, so you said the way the bot works is it finds associated uh, email addresses? Yes. Okay. So I basically connected it to Patreon and said, hey, if there's an email address that is also found on my Discord server and they're part of one of these donation levels, then give them this uh, role. Okay, so the email address I have connected with Discord was a patron but is not now i have a different email okay. address for the, like the, the podcast 
Patreon, which does still support you for a dollar a month. Okay. Right. But my personal email account does not, but it did at one point. I wonder if... Is there historical data here? Mm. I don't think there is. On uh, Patreon. Yeah, Patre- yeah, yeah Patre- Patreon keeps some historical data. Yeah. Oh, so I wonder if it's just... It's looking at the cached data for you. I think if you go to uh, like your dashboard, you can see like people who have and then aren't now and like what's going on. Yeah, I've, I'm looking at the, the list right now. So I'm going to look under former patrons. Oh, there's two pages. I'm like, I'm not finding you. No, you're not on there either. Did you put a different name? No. I'm not seeing a weight on this list at all. Current... Oh, it might be because I deleted the, my account, but that would, that would make sense. Wow. Well, I deleted okay. the account because I just didn't want to have to manage two of them, but that would make sense if it's still recognizing the data and giving me the tag. I don't know where it would get that from. That's really nuts. Huh. Well, enjoy your ill-gotten role, color, I guess. I mean, you're a moderator, so that kind of takes precedence. But can't you just manually remove it, though? Remove the role from you? Yeah. I think that's managed by the Patreon plugin. Let me try. Hold on. Go into the settings of the Discord. And roles. Like I said, it's kind of role-based. And then, sure, it shows you. I don't know. I'll try to figure it out later. This is boring podcast stuff. Probably. We'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Figure it out. We always do. We're very smart. We try. We, We definitely try. Nobody can argue with that. <laughs> um, maybe somebody could. Anyway, boy, we have spent more time on these first topics than I anticipated we would. We have a whole list of stuff to get to. Yeah. Some of these topics are not as strong as others. No. You can pick the next one. Okay, I want to do a quick sports minute. It's going to be NBA and March Madness. Oh, uh, sure. Let me get a okay. cool time already because I don't have my phone. What? Where's your phone? On charge in the other room. Oh, okay, good. Thought you might have lost it, like your wallet. Did you find your wallet? No. <laughs> that cat, that darn cat. I stopped to pet that cat again yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't learn your lesson, I see. I still have my wallet now. Wait, where's my uh, wallet? Okay. Where the is story should have been, and then my phone was gone. Wait, found my is your wallet. wallet really gone? Nope, found it. <laughs> okay, good. Whew. That would have been podcast legend right there. <laughs> then there was the time there was the cat that kept stealing from Wade, and he kept going back to pet that thing. <laughs> worth it all right totally worth it as a cat three two one go march madness is over i am actually i have the game open on a tab right now and it is over villanova won it wasn't a very exciting title game but the reason i'm bringing it up is because my family did a march madness bracket and my parents my mother and father who do not care about college basketball in any sense did brackets along with me and my brothers and my sisters, all 11 of us in total. And my mom won the whole thing with literally no understanding of college basketball, no understanding of who the teams involved were. She beat all of us, which just goes to show never put money into a March Madness bracket because it is totally random. Also, the Jazz looking good in their playoff push. They should finish in the top six, which is, again, so much better than I expected them to do. In the East, the Cavs look vulnerable, the Rockets are looking good, and the Warriors need to get healthy. And that's going to be it for my sportsy minute. Dang it, is it still going? It's still going. Um, I don't expect the Rockets to win the title. Hot take. Hot take, because they've been healthy, and they've looked really good when they've had Chris Paul and James Harden and Clint Capella. But I don't believe. 
wow, I really have no sense of how long that thing is. I'm going to start using my own timer. How's that sound? <laughs> I probably should have been doing that for a long time now. Maybe. 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 Maybe would have been handy. The thing I like most about the NBA Minute is it's just enough time for me to get up and go get a drink. It is. Notice that. I can hear a chair creaking sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> In other gaming news, Fortnite came to the mobile platform. You can get it on iOS. You don't even have to get a special invite or a beta test thing anymore. It's just available mm-hmm. on the App Store. Mm-hmm. I, How, Wade? How is this a thing? Who wants to play Fortnite on their phone, Other, I guess, other than the target audience of teenagers? Uh, well, other than the specific demographic they're going for, no one. But Okay, fair. Entirely fair. Number of people who have smartphones and are teenagers, all of them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just, it's got to be a horrible experience, doesn't it? I can't imagine it's got tight controls or you can do cool stuff. It's I, The controls are probably very bad because they're touchscreen controls yep. for a shooter. But... Mm-hmm. You just Traditionally s- bad. slap a lot of aim control on that, like aim assist. And then since everyone's using the same bad controls, it kind of balances out. Everybody's using the aim bot. The interesting thing is PUBG also has their mobile version of their game. No, it doesn't. It does? It does. <laughs> since when? That's garbage. It, it's been out in China for a while, but it just recently came hmm. out to the rest of the world. Okay. And I can't remember if it's PUBG or if it's Fortnite, but one of them has the option to allow you to play with PC users. Oh, don't don't check that option no. listening <laughs> to the podcast, people. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah, you'll just get wrecked by people with mouse and keyboard. Yep, that's hilarious. But I guess <sighs> it's just like low-res versions of the assets, and then, yeah, go from there. So here's my thing. Fortnite is pretty complicated. You build stuff, you have different trap types, you have a bounce pad. I mean, it's it gets really crazy. I watched a really funny highlight, actually, of a team of people playing Fortnite Battle Royale and trying to escape the storm, right, as it closes in on them. And the person who had the bounce pad couldn't find it because he wasn't familiar that left trigger on the PlayStation 4 was how you switched from traps to bounce pad. Oh, okay. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of buttons if they're using the trigger buttons right. on PlayStation 4. I don't even know how you do any of this stuff on a phone, but maybe, again, if everybody's it's going to suck, then everybody sucks. Right. I mean, changing the UI, that's not the difficult problem because everyone knows how to slide a menu, right? So True. you just put like your inventory weapons on one side, utility on the other, and then you just slide them left or right until you find the thing you want. Like, I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with that. All right. So there's a way. UI developer Wade came up with the idea immediately. You are in the wrong industry, my friend. You are wasted in baking. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes. So if you're a teenager who's listening and you're playing Fortnite in class, be aware there's a message in the game that says don't play this in class. So now you are appropriately shamed both by us Mm. and by this message. Yeah. Don't don't play in class. Your teachers want you to pass your exams. They do. Well, actually, the teachers just want you to get out of the class when the bell goes. Teachers are surprisingly on the student side in a lot of scenarios. They just they just have to appear as though they're not. They both want the day to end. Exactly. Not to have to see you again next year. Yes. Yes. Those are the goals. So just stop playing Fortnite in class, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Spy Dads. Spy Dads Volume 2. You want to take that one away, Wade? I don't know what to say about this. Okay. Um, so I guess the story starts with 
you dying in Far Cry 4? And then saying, yes. I can see a bear. And I said, I can't see a bear. And you said, I know, because I'm watching, like in the death cam, I'm watching you and you can't see a bear. And I said, don't worry, I'll bear with it. Because <laughs> you are king of the dad jokes and I am not. Even though, even though I'm a dad. You're the dad. And you're probably secretly a dad based on your ability to dad joke. That is what you said. And thus we have... Yep secret dads um <laughs> uh, which sounded like a very bad b movie uh, which i thought would be in like a triple pack combo from disney with spy kids and spy kids 3d <laughs> yes. so i maybe went and found a uh someone who can illustrate and maybe made up a image mocking us as secret spy kids in like what will forever be the greatest anime never made i 100 percent agree it's the manga cover that if you saw it in the comic book store you would want to buy it immediately yeah it's you, yes. you'd have you have to buy it <laughs> uh it's quite ridiculous <laughs> it is it's also incredible we will i guess we'll put a link to it in the show notes we'll tweet it out along with the link to, on the podcast something mm. like that yeah something like that it, it'll be in places you can find it <laughs> okay good you'll have the opportunity mm. so what i really like about this is it really gives us story options because we're starting with number two volume two <laughs> yes because it's double secret spy dad it's obviously volume two so secret spy dad has to be volume one and then we can have secret spy dad's triple agent for episode three Correct. The other good thing about starting in volume two is you don't have to do the origin story like every superhero thing has been forced to do. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's great. You should check it out. It's the best thing to come out of this podcast, I think. It very well Uh-oh. might be. What's <laughs> on the list? Uh, the shirts. Oh, yes. The shirts and the mug. And the mug. Well, it's really just those like pixel avatars um, and the emu overlord image. Oh, yes. Still, I think the greatest story ever told on the podcast is the Great Emu <laughs> War. <laughs> it just, everything about it delights me to no end. It's pretty good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, go listen to old podcasts, educate yourself, or you can just Google search Emu War. Yeah. That works too. You can find it. So this image might be available on her shirt. I don't know. I'm still deciding if anyone will buy that. <laughs> probably not i can i kind of just want a poster can we make it be a poster i can do a poster yeah yeah okay maybe let's do that do we do would you put this up in your house well here's the thing every poster i've ever gotten is up at work because the wife um it's not super down with the stuff i like in poster style being in the house oh i lied i lied i have a half-life poster in the office i'm looking at it right now oh, really? that's the one thing she's allowed because it's kind of artistic and you don't quite know it's a video game thing unless you know what it is does she know what it is <laughs> she does because i told her does she like anime <laughs> she might let this be up. uh does she like anime yeah we watch anime together we've been watching my hero academia assassination classroom i've uh, been tempted to watch assassination classroom is it good the problem with assassination classroom is that it doesn't we've watched like eight episodes of it and it's not going anywhere it's really taken forever to do things fairly common in that creative space yeah, right, it I'm, happened. I'm going to send you a picture of my Half-Life poster. Sorry, what? Yeah, maybe she'll let you um put this up. Yeah. Pretend that she's just like, I don't want video game stuff up in the house. Correct, with the exception of this one thing. Of Half-Life 3. Of Half-Life. Nope, just the Half-Lives. 
How dare you? I forgot there's no Half-Life 3. I, I literally forgot. I thought... You forgot? I, I forgot for a moment. I thought you had a poster for Half-Life 3 for a minute there. <laughs> guess we could put that in the show notes, too, if people are interested. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, huh? I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah, you could take that down, put up our one right there. It'd be great. Sure could. I wonder how long it would take her to notice. That'd be the fun thing. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> prominently placed, but I don't know. If she likes that, I don't think she'll like ours. That's what I'm saying. Because ours has like the giant logo and that one does not. Nope. I think it's like the corporate logo thing she doesn't like, if I had to guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I should really ask her these questions because I am not sure exactly what she has problems with. <laughs> I just ask and she says no. So. <laughs> mm. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I guess you could just put it up at your work. Yeah, no, I do. I want it in poster form. It is a great poster. Hmm. <sighs> all right. Uh, what else is on our list? I think that might be all we want to get to. There's some other stuff here, but... Mm. Mm. Mm, I say, do you want to give your one thirty second review of Ready Player One that you did see? Uh, a 30 second review, did you say? However long you want. I was going to say a minute, but I don't know if you have that much to say. I guess I'll try and be quick and concise. Well, no, you could do a minute. if you, I'm saying you have much time as you want. I just wasn't sure what you were capable or what you wanted to do. It's the things I have the biggest problem with is what the characters do in-game does not seem to be restricted by their physical location. But the physical location, because it's not a full-dive virtual reality, should determine what they can do in-game, right? It's like... There are scenes where people are wearing VR goggles and gloves and they're just kind of like on the street doing, you know, their thing, like in the public. Like they're just like, oh, I have to get on quick for something. I have seen some gifts of this. Yeah. Right. Okay. But then it's like, okay, how do you run around and over the terrain that's uneven? If you're just on the street, it's like there would be a massively weird disconnect between your body and what you see. And also the visors are semi-transparent, so everyone can see two images of the real world where they might just be standing in their house or in like a cubicle or whatever. Right. And then the game world as well. So that's basically my biggest problem is they didn't go full dive with it, which I think they would have to do to make it at least semi-believable. Okay. Yeah, somebody made the point that there's like, people on the street running full tilt because they're running in the virtual space and that seems like a real good way to get hit by a truck yes yes there are lots of things that just kind of don't make sense like the number of different rigs that they show for how you can access the oasis is there's like seven right so the first one is an omnidirectional treadmill in like this bunker he built out of scrap metal cars like underneath in a junkyard right yes right the stacks yeah the stacks Another one is just people in their house. Like, they're just walking around in their house. Like, there was a woman who was, like, jumping over some cover to fight some guys on this planet. But in the real world, she was just jumping over her couch. So it's clear It's clear that you don't need an omnidirectional treadmill. But how does that stop you from running into a wall? I don't know. Correct. And then one of the big bad guys, he has a kind of couch where he just kind of lays there. And he puts his hands into, like grooves like circular balls and then he just kind of rotates but then he's also wearing a suit and can just move as well but he's still kind of just sitting there it's very strange that's interesting because in the book as far as i know you can only get into the oasis if you are essentially stationary 
Yes, either with the omnidirectional treadmill or not. It's not required, it doesn't seem like, but you can't be running around with this thing on. You're stuck. You're where you are. Then another one they show is they basically hook themselves up to cables and the cables like attach to the roof of a truck. And then as the truck's driving around, they can kind of like hover, like they just kind of balance and then they run. And there's like four people in the back of a truck. In the room, he's able to like do, like he could jump off the side and kick the side of the van. In the virtual space, that wall wouldn't be there. So, yeah, it's how, how, yeah, that's the one thing that every, every scene I just was like, well, that's dumb. That's so weird. That's like the one thing that they, well, not the one thing, but a major thing they add in the movie that doesn't exist in the book is that. Um, huh. And it's a problem because that's actually one of the genres, like things that I'm actually very interested in is how something will handle a virtual world. It's the only interesting part of uh, Sword Art Online. It's like all the VR stuff that they do. <laughs> and then the yeah. AR, like... The rest of the story I really don't care about. It's typical anime nonsense, but that's fine. It's all the VR things, like personalities in VR, and how you deal with game-like concepts being treated as a actual world. Uh, another anime that does that is Log Horizon. So it's like, well, more people live in the Oasis than actually live, quote-unquote, in the real world. Right. So why is it the system set up? If they die, they immediately lose all their stuff. That seems a little harsh it's super harsh but it makes it i don't know the immersion right if you die and there are no consequences then there's no fear there's no reluctance to try you know what i mean right yeah but escapism isn't about playing on hardcore servers not everyone does that like not everyone wants a well well, i'm dead i guess i start over right but people are escaping their shitty life to go in a life where it's like well i haven't died in 10 years but now i'm gonna lose all my stuff anyway because video game logic. Yeah, you'd think there would be like a sector that's PvE, mm, right? Yeah. Where PvP is not allowed, and if you die, you can just go get your stuff back. I think there would be a significant portion of the player base that would want to play like that. It's another thing that kind of annoyed me, and it's like, well, I play a lot of video games, so obviously I understand all the concepts, and it, but they have to explain that to a movie-going audience, and that, I just felt that was silly because it's like i understand all these things you don't need to be like repeating it five times that if you die if you zero out you die you lose all your things stop holding my hand movie yeah yeah Yeah. but overall i believe you said you give it a thumbs up yeah i mean it's fun for what it is like watching a t-rex stomp cars is fun (laughs) (laughs) right yeah it is um oh that's another thing that annoyed me okay so you're familiar with like the race is the first challenge Yep. Yeah, okay. In the movie, the guy's been dead for about five years and no one's beaten the race. Yes. Wait, is it? Sorry. In the book, you have to find like a secret hidden temple thing and then beat an AI in Joust. Oh, okay. In the movie, it's like a like a Forza racing thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like huh. it's a straight up race. And like, so what they do is... He gave, like, a clue, and they don't, they don't say what the first clue was. And then that led to a portal, which opened up in, like, the main Oasis lobby or something, for people to try this race. And if you could get to the finish line, you get the first key. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And at the same time, apparently, something called the... Um, I don't remember what the guy who made it, but it's, like, an archive of all his knowledge. Like, they... Because he, cause he yep. cataloged his, 
what days he watched movies and stuff like that. So people started pouring over these archives to try and find any information that might help. When you put a scale of the human population, which if you can't like track current like birth trends, by the time we get to like 2040 or whatever, like this is set in, there should be easily over 9 billion people. When you get that many people online, no one's going to miss details as obvious as there were for this race. That's annoying. Okay. Yeah, because it's like, have you ever noticed, like, in speedrunning or in walkthroughs, people trying to, like, glitch and break games, that they just won't try driving backwards on a racetrack? Because that's how you beat the race. At the start line, just drive backwards into when the floor drops down and you, you race backwards under the track. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like Mario Kart where you can glitch through walls to... Yeah, but that that's yeah. it. Like, this, people have been trying to, like, do this race for five years. No one tried to just drive backwards. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. So in the book, what it is, is he just says you need to find the key. Mm. And gives, like, this cryptic poem. Okay. So the reason that nobody has found it is because nobody deciphered where this thing is in the huge game world where this whatever it is is they're no like they don't even know what they're looking for right and then yes there is somebody there are some people who find it but then you have to beat this ai at joust and if you suck at joust you can only play him once a day mm. until it respawns you can come back the next day and try but that slows you down a lot too i mean is there only one ai because how long does a game of joust take because then you're actually capping the amount of people who can even try in a day because if the line yeah. gets too long Right, it's just one of those things that uh -huh. an actual developer would take that into account when designing a game, is that if it's going to be an online feature, everyone needs to be able to access it. Yeah, so it's not instanced. As far as I remember in the book, once it becomes readily available, you have to kind of queue up right. and do it. And like the bad guys basically set up a no-fly zone around the area so all their people can do it and nobody can get close enough to even get in line to try. Right. There's something yeah. similar that happens with like the third key, because... They, they basically have a magic port, uh, shield that goes in like a dome yep. around it and they're just like, you can't enter. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yep, that's in the book too. So yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, ways you can do this, things, choices you can make in creating this fictional world, but I agree. I agree with your, your conclusions. It is just a problem that I'm very, like, attuned to all the things that you'd have to take into account for this. Giving the people uh, the ability to change their player height sounds great, but converting player m human movement to Iron Giant doesn't work the same. No. All right. You, you can't just be like, well, I'm huge now, and I guess my actions are all just relatively scaled. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. If you dig too much, yeah. Yeah, and it's like if you have a proper VR and you make someone two feet taller than what they're used to, they'll, they'll fall over. <laughs> right? Because they're just not used to walking in a body that tall. Because biology. Yeah. If you pick too much, the movie falls apart in a lot of ways. Turn off your brain and you will enjoy yourself, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the very condensed review. Yes. Super condensed. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for the Falcon Paladin Hour. Anything else you want to cover that we haven't? No, I think that's about it. Okay. Excellent. All right, well, thanks for joining us for yet another fun-filled hour of video game talk and movie talk and stuff you're interested in. If there's topics you want to hear us discuss, shoot us an email, falconpaladin at gmail.com. No, put I it... I think we're going to hit... Put it in the Discord. And put it in... Or put it in the Discord. I should only accept things in the Discord from now on. If you want to talk to me, come to the Discord, man. Invite link in the show notes. Mm. 
But yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna hit the major stuff. Infinity War when that comes out. We're probably gonna talk about uh, Deadpool two, which I'm super stoked about. So yes. excited. So excited. So yeah, we'll get there. We will get there. But it's something that we are maybe not aware of, or something in the tech world, especially, you'd like us to discuss. Hit us up. Cool. All right. So again, check out the merch and uh, enjoy the music. And until next time, thanks for listening. And you take care of yourself.